0: Hi, so today I want to start up with a story I think with which I can absolutely relate to. It's about our school life, it's about our teachers, it's about teachers who have actually helped us grow as an individual, helped us shine as an individual. And today, whatever I am, I think my teachers uh, in my primary class and secondary class, and even in colleges, have played a major role to make me what I am today. For me, my teachers are my role model, but not for everybody, right? Just imagine a teacher abusing a child. I think it could be the worst thing in the world. A person whom we trust, a person whom we admire, actually giving us memory which can haunt us forever. Yes, so we have a very special guest today who has decided to share her story because it is crucial that it needs to be heard by every single one of you to prevent abuse, to prevent sexual violence that can happen to students at school level. Okay, so uh, we have another guest with us and now she will be sharing her story with all of you.
1: Okay. Hello everyone, uh, I would uh, like to share my story and uh, first of all I, li- I would like to request all the parents out there that uh, whenever your child approaches you for something or anything, just listen to him, like a child is not always a liar, he is not always wanting to escape studies or something, just listen, just pay some heed to their words. Uh, maybe they are trying to convey something which you are not ready to understand and always help them out because uh, I think that uh, parents are someone whom a child trusts the most and when you breach their trust at this part of time, it's really not good for their mental health and uh, their psychological health because if you do this to them, because I guess the parents are everyone who spend the most of their time with their children. So I would just uh, like to share this that uh, when I was a child, uh, one of my teachers uh, used to call me to the coaching. I was not very good with studies. Uh, I was weak at certain subjects. So like, like all other children, he used to call me to coaching. And by that time, I was having a mobile phone and everything. So, he used to, he daily used to message me the timing that uh, when the coaching was going to start and everything already details. So, I was never suspicious about it, that uh, he would do something wrong to me because for me, he was my teacher. And uh, it was generally where everyone was present. So, I was never scared to go there. Hmm. So, there was this incident that... Uh, it was I guess uh, Friday or Saturday. Hmm. So he didn't call anyone else. He just told everyone that the coaching is cancelled for that day. But he called me. Okay. So being a notion child, I didn't think much and I went there and there he molested me and he took my phone, he deleted the chats and after that also used to blackmail me. Uh, regarding that he'll share my photos he'll share the video and uh, like I should not tell this to my parents okay anyway I had the courage to approach my parents and I can forget maybe this event but I can never forget the feeling uh, what my parents made me feel Hmm. so I told my dad everything about the day that he did this he did this Hmm. So my father was that very that, okay, like, uh, why did this happen? Why did he go there? So I just tried to explain him that it's my coaching. And hmm. I just overheard the He said that she's lying and she's just trying to escape studies and blame everything on his teacher. So okay. this was very heartbreaking for me. Uh, that was the last time I talked about this event at my home Uh, like I used to approach my best friend
0: Hmm. but
1: never my parents
0: Hmm.
1: because I never got that kind of support from them maybe they Hmm. couldn't understand my point
0: Hmm. or
1: something like that I don't know what their thought process was Hmm. but uh, it's a very humble request to all the parents all the adults that please listen to your children they are not always lying
0: Yes, I want to ask you what was your what was your age then when this happened? I was I guess, seventeen,
1: 17 years old.
0: Okay, and you tried sharing it with any other person in, in your family, maybe your sister or any any relative? No, uh, not my sister. I first of all I
1: approached my father and subsequently my mother. Hmm. And then. She after the response, I had never approached any relative of mine. I approached my best friend because I guess she was the one who could understand
0: hmm.
1: and was very well aware of the technologies and all. So I could share more things with her. Hmm. And also she was aware of the kind of person that teacher was.
0: Hmm. Okay. Do, uh, do you think this incident which happened with you when you were young is still affecting you in some or the other way?
1: Yeah, it affected me extensively uh, with my own relationship with my parents. Like, uh, after that incident, mm. uh, whenever I used to face any problem in my life, I never used to approach my parents because I always had this in the mind that they're not going to help me out. Mm. And uh, not only parents, the same was the case with my relationship. My relationship with my parents uh, became bitter and very cold. Mm. And uh, after that, when like I grew up that like all of those things when I grew up that uh, it was very difficult for me to trust people. Hmm. Uh, like anyone says that they are there for me, like just like my parents said, and too many times. Hmm. But then I used to think that uh, maybe he won't help me, uh, he or she won't help me every way I need the help.
0: Hmm. So
1: I always had these trust issues with me. I was never comfortable around
0: my friends, like, I never wanted to go alone out with my friends, my guy friends, especially. So, I always had trust issues because of this problem, I guess. Okay, and you ever thought of taking
1: some therapy or psychological therapy regarding this? Yeah, I go? help of my psychologist
0: because uh, there came a point when he approached me again later in life Hmm. so uh, I was really disturbed because of that so I went to a psychologist and I took some help from her. Hmm. After that it was fine It was fine And um, uh, Do you plan to or were you thinking of taking any legal action against this person or you think no it's Uh, not I tried I was a minor then
1: Okay. So I went to police station and it couldn't help me much because uh, the police officer didn't pay any heed to me and he asked for proof in the dark but I didn't have
0: any. Okay. Uh, so it was it was basically a non-touch sexual abuse or it was a touch sexual abuse. Uh, pardon. Uh, it was a non-touch sexual abuse or it was a touch sexual abuse. Like, no, it was a that sexual abuse. It was a se- that sexual abuse. Okay. And is there any message that you want to give it to a uh, young generation or young children or parents? Because it's happening in a society on daily basis. Like you just told that police officer refused you. So as per law, they cannot refuse to file a case. And they have no they have no responsibility to decide that whether you have proof or not it is a different stage that comes up and it's the court's responsibility and they are they are bound mandatorily to actually report these cases so any message that you would like to give it to parents or youth, young generation on what role they can play to prevent yeah, I would them. like to address young generation there because they
1: should be more aware about things read on internet, internet is much more beyond Facebook and Instagram Hmm. and also talk to your parents on a daily basis about everything you've heard. because maybe it was a sudden incident so it was not believable for my parents because I was knowing that he since two years and out of nowhere I came up with the story hmm. that he uh, molestated me or something hmm. but if, we, uh, if any of these things are going regularly or if someone is saying something to you you hmm. are not comfortable with yes. anything you are not comfortable with. Hmm. Convey everything to your parents or your mother or someone elder to you who can understand you and help you out if you are stuck somewhere.
0: Hmm.
1: Always try to inform someone about your whereabouts.
0: <laughs> yes, I think it is very, very important. So at
1: me. least when you approach them, hmm. they already know, know the story.
0: Hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Because
1: like we find it very thrilling to go out with a friend, and sometimes we do like, like
0: all of us do that. Hmm. But
1: there should
0: be someone who should be aware about your whereabouts. Yes, because in today's world you cannot trust anybody, so you should actually make your trusted people aware that where you're going and with whom. Yeah. Yes, that's absolutely important.
1: And on this part, I would also like to uh, like parents should also be. Uh, understanding that uh, they should let their children do something and everything and they should also uh, initiate the talks. Hmm. like uh, in fact uh, even period are taboo in India and uh, like parents don't talk about anything
0: hmm. exactly they just
1: a... try to escape each and every conversation about hmm, hmm. So
0: children also don't get the space to start there or initiate the conversation. Hmm. Absolutely. I think it's important that there should be spaces where children and parents can have like a friendly conversation without any hesitation or getting ashamed or yeah. ashamed for the same. So the first step is from the parents and only
1: that trust your child. Uh, make them trust you that uh, you are here to help. You are here to listen. Hmm. And. Get, like, make them comfortable enough that they can share each and everything with you.
0: Hmm.
1: Get to know your child. Like, spare at least half an hour or 15 minutes a day. I get it that parents are working these days. Hmm. So they, they don't get much time with
0: their kids. Yes.
1: So they should spare at least 15-20 minutes before bedtime maybe hmm. or maybe dinner
0: time.
1: <laughs> Just to get to know their children.
0: Yes, I think it is very, very crucial that parents should spend time with their own children and talk about such issues such sensitive issues and not just talk about sensitive issues but talk about anything because you will get finally related or connected to your child when you're having these conversations yeah so Hmm. uh,
1: if we uh, on daily basis spend just 15
0: minutes Hmm. it would
1: help a lot yes if the child will start opening up and you'll also get days to talk about things hmm. if we just talk like once in a blue moon then we are going put up a sensitive conversation
0: <laughs> exactly daily it's necessary everyday Yes.
1: yeah so on everyday basis you'll also like maybe there are certain children which are very young to understand things hmm. uh, like sexual abuses do happen at the
0: age of 5 even even 8 months so maybe yes. at I you, children
1: cannot understand what is happening with them hmm. so when they'll convey their
0: feelings to you on a daily basis maybe you will be able to figure out that you should help them or hmm. they need help hmm. absolutely i think we the things that you have told us are very very crucial and these are the steps that parents can initiate and even youth can initiate at their own level To prevent sexual violence that is happening to our children, our cousins, and a lot of people in our near and dear ones. uh, To our near and dear ones. Yes, thank you so much for actually taking our time and sharing your story. I know it takes a lot of courage to come and share your story with a stranger. It takes Uh, a lot of courage and a lot of time. You cannot share your story until you have completely healed over it. Yes. And hats off to you that you are actually have taken that step to inspire other people to speak up now. And I yeah, you. I would really be happy if these things don't get repeated to anyone, anywhere
1: in this world.
0: Hmm. Yes. So, uh, thank you so much. I hope so. A lot of, I am sure, hundreds of people are going to get inspired by your story and the parents are finally going to start having these conversations with their own children. Um, So this was Megha Bhatia signing off now. And thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. So I want to thank all the listeners for listening to the stories of survivors. I must tell that these are not just stories, but these are real life instances of their life. And they have shared it with strangers. In fact, actually, you are not just strangers to them. In fact, you are the only people who have actually heard them without judging them, without blaming them. And I would like to thank each one of you from the bottom of my heart for being the part of our podcast. And from now onwards, let's spread this message to prevent child sexual abuse, let's prevent sexual violence that is happening to our children. I'm Negha Bhatia and I'm the founder of our we are a youth-led organization and we specifically work on child sexual abuse prevention. I think these stories have touched me in a very different way and have changed my perspective towards life, towards children and towards survivors. And I still remember while listening to these stories, there were times when I literally had goosebumps in my hand and I was numb. I don't want this to happen to any other child, so let's prevent it. It's important that we together come as individuals to raise our voice against sexual violence, uh, which happens to our children, our cousins, our younger brothers and sisters. Let's raise our voice today volunteer, you can volunteer for our organization, you can post about these issues, you can spread awareness and play a crucial role in preventing sexual violence. So this was Megha Bhatia signing off. Take care and have a good day.